0: on this episode of delivering marketing joy i talk with brandon mckay from snugs about what it's like to pivot during a pandemic Hey there, and welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a repeat guest, a good friend of mine. He's the CEO of Snugs, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Brandon McKay, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it.
1: I'm super excited to be here. So uh, thanks for, uh, like I said before, thanks for breaking up some of the monotony.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's good to, good to have a conversation. I've, I've been joking. I'm like, this has been hard on us uh, extroverts. I want to talk to people. <laughs> 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 so you've been in the industry for many years now, um, and I know sort of your journey is that you've kind of come in and, and risen to the ranks of CEO. So can you talk about what's taken place over the last, say, six weeks with this pandem- pandemic, you know, kind of 30,000 feet? What have you seen?
1: Man, I, from uh, kind of uh, after Expo, first part of February, you kind of heard a slight rumblings. More yeah. was based on supply chain. You know, what's up with supply chain? What are we going to do? Um, things are looking late. They have a little bit of a virus in China. And you're like, right. oh, well, I guess I'll deal with supply chain. Things will be a little late. Right. So that was kind of the first anxiety attack. saying, you know, how are we going to deal with this? Right. Then it kind of morphed into something a little more serious, like saying, oh wow, can you believe they canceled South by Southwest? Wow. That's intense. Can you yeah. believe that they canceled XYZ? And then it got like real serious. It's like, holy crap. They just canceled the NBA with fans in the stands. That
0: was the, to me, that was the moment.
1: Yeah, that was like, now it's real. Yeah. And the downside to that is, of course, it was the Utah Jazz that caused that, right? (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) right. I forgot about that. It seems so long ago.
1: (laughs) So, you know, they, they canceled the NBA season. And I think for me, that's initially when I was like, holy cow, this is actually, this is for real. Yeah. The other stuff was just kind of like make-believe stuff. And now it's for real. And so what if the, I guess I should say, what if the last eight weeks looked like or the last 10 weeks looked like? And I think it went from a mild concern to angst to multiple ranges of severe anxiety, you know, from are we going to survive? Is the industry going to survive? Are my people going to survive? Or how are we going to do this? To to where we had very popular, we had a very popular product on the other hand that was just drowning us um, mm-hmm. with being in the sanitizer market and mm-hmm. not just selling the product, but you know, we actually make it in-house and right. just trying to secure raw ingredients and in bottles and caps and pumps. And it was just, it was absolute mayhem there for the first, you know, a little while. Actually, all of March was just a blur to be totally honest with you. Yeah.
0: So I, I'm curious, it, sort of your take on this. I've been really impressed with our industry, uh, you know, and our, our change to fulfill the new needs. Can you talk uh-huh. a little bit about that from Snug's perspective, about what you've done to change and meet the demand?
1: Well, some of it is, obviously, we had to figure out a way to scale at a much greater scale on the sanitizer side, saying, how do I sell a year's worth of production in six weeks? Yeah. So those are like going from not just drinking, sipping out of a drinking fountain. That was like full-fledged trying to figure out a way to drink from a fire hose Yeah, in a matter of days, not weeks. Mm-hmm. So kind of when we passed that and got over that, it was like, well, how do we transition all this workforce to where they are beneficial to us? Some of them have skill sets and specialties in areas that we don't need them in. Mm-hmm. So we had to figure out not only how do we make it, how do we cross-train and improve that and then you have all the COVID issues. You have, you know, how do I test 500 plus employees? How do I make sure the work environment's safe? How do I can help contribute to make sure that all the mandates are checked off? You know, the distance mandates and temperature checks, all of this, it's just, so you're trying to do work, plus you're trying to be in um, compliance that's incredibly high and incredibly difficult. Uh, in that same mix, you know, we had an earthquake, we have, you know, you know, we've had cases of, uh, you know, we've had a positive case. We have, how do you deal with the employees after that? How do you, I mean, it's just, you know, one thing after another, after another, it was just like, my shock factor at this point is so high that yeah. <laughs> if you said, guess what X, Y, or Z did, I'd be like, yeah, well.
0: <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs>
1: it seems logical. Why yeah. wouldn't it? and so i think that's a big portion of right now of of how resilient i think this industry is is it's it's gone from scared to all right tell me what your problem is and let's find a solution Mm. Uh, i don't care what the problem is we're going to find a solution don't you know don't tap dance around it just tell me what the grisly details are and let's fix it yeah
0: yeah, I, I've been, I, like, it's interesting. I mean, we have done some, you know, we've been selling some masks, as we were talking about before we started recording. And I'm just fascinated about the, the number of products that are being sold within our industry where the supply chain just didn't exist six, eight yeah. weeks ago. You know, it so just we, didn't, didn't exist. Nothing.
1: Yeah. So we're making masks right now. Uh, yeah. we, did, uh, we got approached by a local hospital to actually two hospitals, Intermountain Healthcare and uh, University of Utah Healthcare. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, you know what? We can't get the, the masks that we need out of Asia. We for our clinical workers, doctors, nurses, frontline employees, we have to change our masks every single time that we come into contact with mm-hmm. a new human being. We need 5 million masks. So we, uh, in a matter of two weeks, we went from don't know how to make masks to how do we make a disposable single use uh, polypropylene mask with ties and elastics. And uh, as of this morning, and this will be dated, so by the time maybe this interview gets out, but we, as of this morning, we shipped our three millionth mask. Wow. In three weeks. <laughs> That's incredible. And we have two weeks to go, so the, the overall PO is for five million masks, and I think it will exceed that. So that five million masks gets them really 60 days of frontline worker wow. protection.
0: Good for you, man. That's amazing. Uh, so, I'm curious to know, sort of looking into the crystal ball, um, your take on this. What What do you think the future holds for the industry? Do you Do you think we stay in the PPE business? Does it go back to normal? Is it somewhere in between? What do you think?
1: I think it's going to be somewhere in between, right? So, I think there are manufacturers and there are people that understand PPE, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Fastenal and Sintos and Aramark and some of these people that are in the traditional PPE arena and they buy from 3M or Scotch Guard or whoever, you know, they get their PPE from that supply chain, I think we'll probably catch up at some point. Right. Right. They'll be able to, to get their habit above water. Um, but I do believe that the footprint of promo is here to stay. Yeah. Cause I think doctors and nurses and clinical offices and dentists and whatnot want to have traditional PPE. You know, they want gloves, masks, face shields, hair nets, etc. But then there's the whole other spectrum, you know, there's the, the MBA, there's colleges, there's universities, there's bookstores, there's home depot, there's what yada, yada, yada that want to be able to, to have their own PPE program and they want to be able to see their logo on their products. And I think some of that is going to be here to stay. And uh, I think this industry is, is incredibly resilient and incredibly resourceful. Yeah, I mean, they can go from concept to finished goods and a matter of it's weeks now where it took months and months of of having these really intensive products, you know, product design teams put together. So uh, I think PPE is going to be part of the promotional products henceforth, but I think it's going to evolve. I think we're going to get more data points of what works and what doesn't work and what we need to have versus what we have. And right now we have a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> For
0: sure. For sure. Well, I appreciate it, man. You've taken the time. I know in your busy schedule, you've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me?
1: Yep. So mine's going to be uh, maybe a two part question, which okay. I think will be fun. So according to Kirby for 2020, and you can rank them in order or not in order. What are the top three products of 2020? Hmm. And what are going to be the top three products of 2021? Wow. Okay. All right. So I think in 2020 soft toss.
0: Yeah. Right. Cause I, I figure it's hand sanitizers and masks are one and two. Um, and then I'm going to go just for another, just something different is I think that as we get back, I think that t uh, t-shirts are actually going to be in play as a number three. I think that's generally one of the top ones right, of a, as a category and as a product, I think it's going to fall to number three. So, but I think sanitizers, were, again, sell them as, as fast as we can make them as an industry right now. Um, and we were making sanitizer before, and we, I felt like we sold out as an industry in about two weeks. Like, I couldn't get over it. Um, I mean, to the point where my clients were calling me and saying, hey, can you get hand sanitizer? And I was like, No. <laughs> no. Let's just, let's just deal with that now. Um, Okay. So I said sanitizer, masks, and t-shirts. I think 2021, um, I actually think it's going to get back some to some semblance of normal. I think we get back to apparel being number one, drinkware being number two, because I, I think at that point, now all of a sudden we start saying to clients, okay, how do I show my appreciation for clients? How do I show my appreciation for my team again? Because they're working and all that sort of thing and then i go ppe let's put that as a bundle for number three right so uh if you put sanitizer masks all that sort of thing i i think that all falls as the number three and considering it's off the cuff i feel pretty good about that prediction
1: that's good <laughs> okay. I think that's really good nice work man <laughs>
0: thanks buddy i appreciate it well dude thank you so much and i know that uh you've got a ton uh, to sort of juggle and you've got a ton on your mind and i know yeah, this might be a welcome distraction, but the reality of it is you had to make time for it. And I really do appreciate that. I hope you guys stay safe. Okay.
1: Absolutely. You stay safe. All the promo people out there stay safe. Yeah. Be resilient, be strong, be courageous. And, uh, and uh, I know that uh, like we did last time, right? A few of us have been around this uh, merry-go-round a couple of times and uh, we will be bigger, faster, stronger. So hang in there.
0: Thanks, man. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.